0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be looking at all the top point scorers and key talking points from Game Week Twenty Two so far, and then I'll just follow up with a quick team update to show you how my side's getting on. So we'll start with Arsenal versus Brentford, which finished one-one. So Arsenal dropped points in the title race here. It was Ivan Tony that got the star man in this game. He got thirteen points and got the late equaliser. Uh, That later went on to show that it was um, offside not once but twice in the build up to the goal. Um, So a big VAR blunder there but can't take any way, anything away from Brentford to be honest they were really good and Ivan Tony was a massive handful for both Gabriel and Saliba all game so he got the star man 13 points um, he's now up to 15 goals four assists and he's the eighth highest point scorer in all of dream team so he's having a really good season and he had a really great game so 5.4 million the other goal for Arsenal came from Trossard who didn't start the game he had Martinelli start um, on the left wing Um, He came off for Trossard, and Trossard pretty much had an instant impact, to be honest. Um, So he got his first Arsenal goal, um, 8 points and a 7.1 rating. Um, That takes him up to 8 goals for the season. Assists in this game come from Saka. So he's 4.2 million, and now he's on 8 goals and 9 assists. Um, Good assist, straight across the box for really a tap-in for Trossard. And the other assist was Norgard, who was the player that was offside who set up the goal for Tony. Ratings went to Thomas Party, Erdegaard, Saka and Trossard. He had Raya, Norgard and Tony getting ratings for Brentford. Some notes that I take, uh, took down were Gabriel got a 6.9 rating and Zinchenko got a 6.9. So a bit disappointing if you've got them as your defenders. And Eddie Nketiah up front who's been doing a really good job in the absence of uh, Gabriel Jesus. He's now had three blanks in a row so... You might be starting to look to move him on if you did have him in your team. Obviously, Arsenal have got Man City in midweek as well. So it's going to be another tough game for Arsenal and a really important one for the title race. What is also a little bit concerning is that Arsenal haven't kept a clean sheet for a month now. Um, Their last clean sheet was away at Tottenham five games ago. Um, So Arsenal's fixtures were looking pretty good. um, But you might want to think twice now with their defence. Was looking quite solid throughout the season. But obviously they face Man City next. They've got Aston Villa. Which I think is still going to be a tough game against Dunai Emery. Um, Then Leicester following up there. So Leicester have scored um, four goals each in their last two games. And then again against Everton. Which is going to be another tough game. Everton gave Arsenal a lot of problems in, in that last one. So at the moment I might be a little bit put off from putting Arsenal defenders in. Then we'll go to the other title contenders at the minute. Manchester City, who won 3-1 against Aston Villa. And the star man went to Rodri with a 9.2 rating. And so he grabbed a goal. You had Gundogan. had Mares got a goal from the penalty spot, which was quite surprising. We expected that Haaland probably would have been the penalty taker. Um, But Mares put that one away from the spot after a pretty pathetic dive from Jack Grealish. Um, But he ended up with the assist for winning that penalty. Uh, so Roger gundwin mares mares has got 11 goals and five assists so far and he's the third highest point scoring midfielder in the game so far and he's only nine percent owned as well which is pretty low Um, so he got a goal and an assist in this one the other goal scorer was ollie watkins he scored three goals in three games now so the assisters were mares obviously jack greenish with his wonderful dive and then Haaland got an assist as well. You usually expect him to be on the goal-scoring list. It wasn't this time round, but he did get the assist and a 7 rating. But he did go off at half-time. He did take a little knock during the game. I think he probably will be fit for that Arsenal game, but he was subbed off and rested for the rest of that game. Ratings went to Jack Grealish, Gondwan, Mares, Rodri and Haaland for Man City. And then just Douglas Louise and Oli Watkins for Aston Villa. One thing to note is Man City really did shake up their defence for this game. Um, so they had Laporte, Diaz and Kyle Walker all starting, obviously Edison in goal. But they didn't really have a recognised left-back playing. Um, you might have expected that it could be Rico Lewis or Ake. But it was actually Bernardo Silva that was sort of covering as left-back. Um, in some of the lineups, he was short, sort of showing us that sort of central defensive midfielder role um, alongside Rodri. But he was filling in at left back. His heat map was all on the left-hand side. And he was just filling in for that position. And um, Pep was questioned about it after the game as well. And just sort of said what a versatile player Bernardo is. And it was not something I was expecting to see. And this defensive lineup that Pep put out. If it wasn't hard enough to decide what Man City defenders to put in your team already. um, He really has thrown a spanner in the works with this one. So yeah, Walker, Laporte and Diaz starting. And... Bernardo Silva as sort of a a rogue left-back. I'm not sure how this will affect the game against Arsenal, whether or not they'll go for something similar, or whether this was just resting um, the likes of Rico Lewis and Ake potentially for that Arsenal game. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I think we'll probably see Ake coming at left-back again for that Arsenal game, Um, and then it'll probably be a toss-up whether or not we see Rico Lewis or Kyle Walker at right-back. It is worth mentioning, despite... Um, Diaz and Laporte starting Akanji did come on for Diaz at half time And then also Nathan Ake came on with 5 minutes to go But they had conceded so you couldn't pick up any clean sheet points for that I have Man City's next few games here at the bottom And again I've got some fixtures from ffstuff.co.uk And you can get them on Twitter at ffstufffree Man City have 5 games remaining um, in February They have Arsenal on Wednesday Uh, They have Nottingham Forest RB Leipzig Bournemouth and Brighton so some pretty good fixtures there but that Arsenal game is going to be the standout game. I really do like that fixture run and I would be keen to target defence but like we said it's so hard to decide what defenders you'd want from your team it's going to be a real hard one to pick. Then on to Leeds United 0 Manchester United 2 and this was the second of their back-to-back fixtures. Luke Shaw got the star man in this one. He grabbed an assist, got the rating and the clean sheet points. So 15 points and 8.2 rating for him. And you had been would have been fairly pleased if you had the United block. They finally delivered after a disappointing um, late goal conceded against Crystal Palace. And then obviously conceding two against Leeds in the previous fixture. A lot of people were starting to worry whether or not the Manchester United defence or the Manchester United block was the right way to go. Um, but if you stuck with it, you finally got your points paid out in this one. But there was a bit of uh, bit of raised eyebrows before the game because you had uh, Lissandro Martinez was on the bench and they started with Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire as the centre-back pairing. So Varan also on the bench and Wan-Bissaka who was just coming back from illness. So the back line was Dallo, Maguire, Shaw at centre-back and then Malassia. Uh, Martinez and Varane on the bench. Martinez is suspended for the Barcelona game so it was quite surprising to see him miss this one but he did come off the bench in the second half and so did wan so if you did have either of those you would have still got the clean sheet points there. Um, Rashford got one Rashford got one of the goals and Garnacho got the other. Rashford's now up to 21 goals for the season. He's just in ridiculous form. I'd imagine most people must have him in their team now but if you don't, you really have to get him in. He's in the form of his life at the minute. Veghorst, um, he got the other assist. So Shaw got one, Veghorst got the other. And I thought Weghorst was pretty unlucky not to uh, score his first goal. That was ruled out by VAR for, um, I think it was a knockdown from Maguire. And it it sort of made him be offside. But then it actually, when you looked and slowed it down, um, it actually looked like it come off the Leeds um, defender. So I think he was fairly unlucky to... Um, not get that goal uh, but the ratings went to Rashford, Veghorst, Garnaccio, Bruno Fernandes, Fred Subica, Short, Maguire and De Gea so a load of Man United players all got ratings in this one um, as I said Martinez, Wan-Bissaka both started on the bench, Martinez will be banned for the midweek game against Barca but Wan-Bissaka could be in contention to start that one I'd think because Dallo has now started back-to-back games and he's coming back from a hamstring injury I don't think it will affect Dream Team too much. I don't think many people would have Sabitzer, But Sabitzer is also suspended for that Barcelona game. Um, I saw an article that said he picked up a suspension playing in the Champions League for Bayern Munich. And that will carry over to him for the Europa League fixture against Barcelona. So no Sabitzer in midweek. But it's not too much of a problem because Casemiro will be available for that game. Then again, I've got the fixtures at the bottom from Fantasy Football Stuff, ffstuff.co.uk. So Man United have still got five fixtures left this month. They've got Barcelona midweek. They face Leicester, which is now looking like a really difficult game with Leicester in such good form. They've got Barcelona again in the second leg. Then they face Newcastle at home and West Ham at home. So, Barca, Leicester, Barca is really looking like a difficult run of three games now, in my opinion. Um, Newcastle at home, West Ham at home. Still fairly difficult fixtures, but I think Manu is still looking good to have in your team with that sheer volume of fixtures. It's just whether or not that Manchester United backline can come away with. Come away have any clean sheets from that Barcelona-Leicester-Barca run. Then I'm going to go on to Leicester 4, Spurs 1. And the star man went to Kelechi Ininaccio in this one. So an 8.84 rating. And he's only 2.9 million. He's having a real good time. He's in real good form at the minute. So 40 points from his last three games. Um, so that's a really good pick up front for, for Leicester. Um, over the last, well... Couple of seasons, I'd say, they're, they're constantly changing who is that striker. It could be Vardy, it could be Daka, but Ineacho's really sort of stuck his claim uh, to be the starting striker now. And in his last three games, he has two star man Awards, three goals and three assists. So he really is the main man up front and he is thriving now. Having um, They've got the new sign-in, Tete, on one side and Harvey Barnes on the other. And obviously Madison's back now as well, sort of playing at 10. So you really have got a front four there that look really, really good. Um, so the goals come from Mendy. I think that was his first goal for Leicester and it was an absolute rocket. Um, Harvey Barnes, so 4 million. He grabbed one of the goals and he actually had another one and um, disallowed for a really really tight offside so he was quite unlucky there and um, that was his eighth goal of the season and that's the same as bukayo saka who's having a brilliant season so obviously barnes has been a goal scorer f- for the past few seasons but he might be going under the radar a little bit here james madison he got another goal 5.5 million he is which is Surprisingly expensive for a player that plays for Leicester, but he is historically a really good player in Sun dream team. Nine goals, five assists. It's just a shame he doesn't have that European football, but he could be another good pick. Um, and then obviously Ineacho got his goal, and the Spurs goal come from Benton um But now Benton he's grabbed a goal. He's been really good for Spurs so far this season, but I think I just saw that he got an ACL injury, and that's going to be him out for the season. So that's going to be a massive blow for Spurs this season. The assisters in this game, Inacho, Madison, and the new sign-in, Harry Sutar in defence. So he got an assist. I think he got an no own goal in the last game, so he would have made up for that. Ratings were Inacho, Madison, Dewsbury Hall, Barnes and Soutar, and Christensen. And the only rating for Spurs was Benton Kerr. You had nothing for Harry Kane, nothing for Son, and I guess it was a bad start for Pedro Porro as well, the new sign-in for Spurs. Um One other thing I put in my notes, so if we did go for James Madison, he is only 3.2% owned, Um, so he is a really big differential, um, but there are less fixtures for Leicester at the minute, and they face Man United, Arsenal and Blackburn in the next few games. So that Man United and Arsenal games will be tough ones, but they're in really good form at the minute, so you could expect them to score in those two games. If you enjoyed the video so far please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel for more sun dream team content if you're listening on spotify as well please do give us a follow on there then we had west ham versus chelsea which finished in a 1-1 draw and xia felix got the star man in this one and he looked seriously impressive 13 points for him he scored one and got another one ruled out for offside but he looks like he's going to be a really dangerous player for them and he's been really impressive so far uh, when he wasn't suspended Um, So he got one of the goals, and then it was Emerson for West Ham who got the other one. Obviously, ex-Chelsea player there. Um, And the assists came from Enzo Fernandez, who's had ratings in both of his last two games. And then Gerard Bowen as well. Eight goals, three assists, and he's 3.9 million. Um, So again, he's another player with good attacking returns. There was nothing for Mudrick in this game, and he went off fairly early again. um, One thing I've noticed about Chelsea and Potter... He does like to make all of the changes. And often they're sort of between the 60th and 70th minute. So if you've got any of those midfielders and attackers, it's a big risk that they are going to come off because they have a lot of options. Chilwell, he got 6.9 rating, which was unlucky not to get the rating points there. And then Reece James, he started at right back and he got the full 90 minutes. And he's a player that's really getting my attention at the minute. Um, So he got three points and the rating for this one. And looking at those fixtures... Um, They've got the midweek game against Borussia Dortmund, obviously I'm not going to be able to bring him in for that one. But then they face Southampton at home, and Southampton have been really poor and just sacked their manager. So that could be a good one to target. And then they go on to play uh, Tottenham Hotspur as well, who haven't been good at all. So they could be some good games to target, but they don't really have the fixtures um, in comparison to a Man City or a Man United. But I have brought up a few more fixtures there just from that FF Stuff graphic. Um, They have a week where they play Leeds, this is in March with your March transfers, they play Leeds, Borussia Dortmund and Leicester, Um, pretty much three games in sort of a week. That could be a really good time to target him or I'm starting to think whether or not I'd bring him in early for those games because Kieran Trippier would probably be the player that makes way and his fixtures are not looking so great at the minute. Just quickly going on back onto João Felix as well, Um, he's only 3.8 million. And I think that he could potentially be a good alternative maybe to Eddie Nketiah. If you've got Nketiah up front and you're looking to replace him with someone of a similar price point, he potentially could be an option. So then on to Bournemouth 1, Newcastle 1. And the star man was Senesi with a 7.7 rating. But all eyes were on the Newcastle block really for this game. And it was wiped out in the first half of that early goal. So no Newcastle clean sheet points there. Um, but Miguel Almoran got a goal back And you'd be really disappointed if you took him out um, I didn't have him in Dream Team But I had him on FPL And he was a player that I took out So that was quite a disappointing one um, But Almoron got his 10th goal of the season So he's been a bit frustrating of late He hasn't really been scoring the goals like he was Kind of gone a bit off the boil um, I still don't think long term you'll regret taking him out To be honest with you But it is disappointing when you take a player out And they go on to score So ratings went to Almiron and Kieran Trippier from Newcastle. So Kieran Trippier still getting those rating points, even when Newcastle concede. And you'd probably have been unlucky not to get the Pope um, rating points because he finished on a 6.9. And when you look into who scored, you can see the actual and um, to one more decimal place. And Pope finished on a 6.99. Um, so really disappointing. If you stuck with the Newcastle defenders or the Newcastle block, um, he was quite close there. Um, Newcastle though, speaking of Newcastle and clean sheets, their next three games are Liverpool, Man United and Manchester City, so they really might dry up now these Newcastle clean sheets. They haven't kept one in their last three games, but they haven't lost in their last seven. While they're not keeping as many clean sheets, they still really are a solid side, Um, but personally I would start to be looking to move away from these Newcastle defenders ahead of this run. The only player from Newcastle that I think I would potentially look to stick with is Kieran Trippier, and that is because he does seem to be getting these ratings even when they're not getting the win. Um, but that could be another that could be another story if they end up conceding more than one goal. Then we had Crystal Palace 1, Brighton 1, and Solly March got the star man in this game. 13 points for him. That's 5 goals and 6 assists for the season. If it's not Matoma scoring, it seems like it's Solly March at the minute. Uh, Matoma didn't score or assist in this game, but still went on to get the 3 points for getting a rating. Um, So Solly March with a goal, Tompkins got the Crystal Palace goal, and Esther had a really really good game and I thought he was unlucky really not to get the star man So he finished on an 8.3 rating Sonny March got an 8.7 But it could have been a different story because Esther got one assist in this game But he scored and it was ruled out by VAR But it turned out to be another VAR blunder They drew the VAR lines Well at least they drew lines in this game compared to the Arsenal game um, But they drew lines in the wrong place Um, off of the wrong Crystal Palace defender. Um, So wrongly ruled out this Estepinion goal, but he did go on to get an assist. So 8.3 rating and five points, but you'd have been gutted not to get that goal again from Estepinion. Another stat from Estepinion as well. So that was his seventh assist of the season, and only Kevin De Bruyne, Saka Eriksen and Perisic have more assists than Pinion this season. So he's having a real good time there. Um, Ratings for Brighton went to Veltman, Estepinion, Solimarch, Matoma, and then for Palace, it was just Tompkins and Guaita. Then we had Fulham 2, Nottingham Forest 0. I don't think there'll be much ownership amongst players from these two teams, but William got the star man with 13 points, and he just looks on fire at the minute. I don't know what happened with him um, when he was at Arsenal. He was absolutely terrible, but he's come back to Fulham, and he's been absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, look at that, watch that goal if you haven't seen it already. A real good finish from William. Um, and the assist came from Pereira as well. So Pereira got five points and an eight rating. William got 13 points. Uh, most of the Fulham defense got ratings. You had Pereira, Paulina, and Solomon, but there was nothing for Mitrovic. Some people might have Mitrovic in their team. He finished with a 6.8. And onto Southampton versus Wolves, which finished 2-1 to Wolves, and is pretty much, well, it has ended in Nathan Jones getting the sack. Um, so we won't get to enjoy any more strange interviews from him. Um, but the star man went to Sulimana uh, with eight points. The goals came from Alcaraz, Gomez, and a really entertaining Bednarek own goal um, that looked like something out of FIFA when the players glitched out, just sort of ran it in his own net. So that one was quite embarrassing. Um, the assist went to Adama Triore. Um, Ratings went to Salisu, Alcarez, Suleymano, Gomez and again Adama Traore. Uh, one thing to note from this game, it doesn't really affect Dream Team too much. But an absolutely ridiculous red card for Lamina. Uh, pretty much a nothing foul in the first half. It was his only foul of the game. Uh, got a yellow card. And then something happened and Lamina just ran towards the referee. But he was third behind uh, Ruben Neves and another Wolves player. And for some reason Lamina got the yellow card. And subsequently a red card for that one. So it just seemed like a real dodgy thing. Um, But Wolves went on to win the game late on. So fair play to them. But Southampton have been really poor. um, And I wouldn't be surprised to see them go down now. We'll have to wait and see who their new manager will be. I don't know if they'll get a real new manager bounce. But we'll have to wait and see. But personally, I won't be picking any players from Wolves or Southampton anytime soon. Then on to Liverpool versus Everton. The Monday night fixture finished 2-0 to... Liverpool and finally a bit of positivity coming out of Liverpool here so we had Mohamed Salah finally back on the score sheet and getting 13 points for the star man and so he got the first goal and it was Cody Gakpo who got the second that's his first goal in I think seven games now for Liverpool Um, so he'll be glad to get off the mark he has got one assist as well so far this season the assisters were Nunez for the first goal to Salah and Trent Alexander-Arnold got the second assist. Uh, ratings went to Trent, Gomez, Salah, Gakpo and Nunez and then you had a Wobi from Everton as well. Um, some notes I took though that Virgil van Dijk, Jota and Firmino made the bench. Uh, Jota and Firmino came on, Virgil van Dijk didn't. But it is looking like a lot of these Liverpool players that were injured are coming back in time for that Champions League game against Real Madrid. So hopefully... Liverpool might start finding some more form and we can have players like Trent, Robertson, Salah back as viable options because so far they have been terrible. That being said though, Salah actually has hit pretty good numbers in Dream Team still and he is on 16 goals. So that might be a little bit harsh on Salah. He hasn't been good the last few games but he is still really up there in the scoring. Um, But when you're trying to look at whether or not you want Liverpool players in your team, they do have some tough fixtures coming up with Newcastle next. Real Madrid in the Champions League and then they have Crystal Palace and Wolves left in February so something to consider but maybe they could be good options again looking more towards March. Then on to my team updates then so starting off with my vlog team this one got me 55 points for the game week it's up to 1494 points overall and that's taken my rank to 1.7k from 2.4k so quite a good jump there. Um, I had David De Gea in goal, got me 8 points, he plays Barcelona as well in midweek I had Kieran Trippier, got me the 3 points against Bournemouth I probably did expect more from him in that game but pretty much everyone has Trippier anyway So it's not going to make too much difference And then i got Luke Shaw in defence who was a really good one So he got 15 points in this game, he got an assist, um, an assist that actually counted on Dream Team Because last week he assisted and for whatever reason it didn't count um, and then I had Ake at the back as well, which was a disappointing one, but I didn't want to waste the transfer moving him out. So he, he got no points. He did come on late in that second half, but he could potentially face Arsenal in midweek. Um, likewise, Luke Shaw plays Barcelona in midweek. <clears throat> I did have Aaron Wamba in this defence, but I decided to take him out for Erdegaard from Arsenal. Um, with Wan-Bissaka he was ill last week and I honestly didn't think that he was going to make the squad for Man United. Um, the option was there to maybe change him to Dalot um, when the lineups came out or I did have in mind that I could potentially move him to like a uh, Rico Lewis or an Akanji because I did think the Man City fixtures looked good. But I'm glad I didn't go the um, Akanji-Rico Lewis route because obviously Man City didn't keep a clean sheet against Aston Villa. And the defensive line was all over the place and hard to predict. So I'm fairly happy I went with Verdegaard. I would have ended up with a few more points. If I went with wan Saka. He, he would have got five points coming on the sub. Um... But all in all, I think Wambasaka and Dallo are going to be rotating quite a bit. So I'll take the three points for Odegaard and the Arsenal fixtures are fairly good apart from the Man City one. Also in midfield, I had Bruno Fernandes. He got me three points. Obviously faces Barca as well in midweek. Then I've had Kevin De Bruyne who got me no points and he's been really disappointing lately. Um, But he is someone that I'm going to keep long term. But someone who has been absolutely brilliant for me is Riyad Mahrez. He got 10 points. And I really wasn't expecting him to be taking a penalty for Man City. So 10 points, I'm impressed with that. Then up front, I had Rashford with eight points. Kane with the no points. He faces AC Milan though midweek. Milan haven't been that great this season. So, well, even in the short term, they've been pretty poor. So hopefully Kane can get a return there. And then I had Erling Haaland up front, who got the five points for his assist and the rating. Um, I don't know whether I want him to do well against Arsenal, to be honest. Uh, For the sake of dream team, i I'd be happy with him just to blank against Arsenal or not even play um, and hopefully Arsenal can get a result. So like I said I've got four out of five transfers remaining and I'm not really too sure what I want to do with this team. Um, obviously I have got the option to change back but if I do think Man United are looking good I could even reverse Erdogan and put um, Adelo or Wamba Saka, but it just seems like a bit of a sideways move. One thing I've got my eye on is that Kieran Trippier to Reese James move. Now, I've got the um, FF Stuff fixtures back up on the screen down the bottom here. And I've extended it a little bit from February um, all the way to the end of the March window. Um, And actually, you have Chelsea playing eight games and Newcastle playing six games. So if we span the rest of February and the rest of March, overall, Chelsea will have an extra two games over Newcastle. But the question will be whether Rhys James will be able to maintain his fitness to play all of those games. So Chelsea have Borussia Dortmund, Southampton and Spurs within this next lot of February games. But obviously I can't bring James in for Borussia Dortmund because that counts as this week. Um, Then in March they face Leeds, Dortmund, Leicester, Everton and Aston Villa. So fairly good fixtures, I think for Chelsea. And it is looking quite appealing. But then Newcastle on the other hand, um, they face Liverpool, they've got man united and then man city so three really tough games for newcastle they have wolves forest and man united in that march window and so it gets a bit better in march with wolves at home forest away and then man united at home but those front three fixtures coming up liverpool man united and man city do look quite tough so it is looking a little bit more appealing to move to reese james but the only downside is Trippier is really highly owned, so if it does go wrong, it probably will punish me quite badly. But it's something to consider. Obviously, I can't make that change yet, but I have got my eye on maybe doing it ahead of that Southampton game. Then, on to my second best team, then. So, 37 points for the game week in this one, um, 1,443 points in total. This team, uh, the rank didn't really move, so it's 5.2k, it was roughly the same um, last week. So I have got David De Gea in goal, got me eight points. Rico Lewis didn't play, um, and Ake came on as a sub but didn't start. So no points from either of those two. Um, I decided to stay with them because with Diaz and the port coming in, I didn't really know whether or not they're playing because he wants to give them a chance to actually be in the first team or whether he was just playing them and resting the other two for the Arsenal game. So I decided just to sit on my hands and leave those ones in, and I did think that they could come on potentially to get the clean sheet points, but it wasn't to be. Um, Then the other two defenders I've got is Kieran Trippier, who got me three points, and Fabian Scherr, who got me no points. So a bit disappointing from the defence. Obviously, I could have gone towards the Man United block um, or some Man United players, but I've got that in my other team, so I'm just trying to keep this a little bit different. In midfield though, I've got a pretty familiar lineup: got De Bruyne, Mares, and Bruno, so no points for De Bruyne, 10 for Mares, 3 for Fernandez. Harland, Kane, Rashford is the exact same forward line as well. Um, So I'm going to try and make this a little bit different, but I'm still deciding or trying to find what is the best option to move from. I don't want to go for the United block because I'm sort of near that in the other team. Um, I was eyeing up this Man City block eventually, hoping that I could maybe move Trippier and Fabian share out to two other City defenders. I can still do it, but it's looking a lot more difficult now. Now that Pep's thrown in um, an absolute wildcard line-up of Laporte, Diaz, Walker and Bernardo Silva as a, a random left-back. So it's looking a lot more difficult to call that City defence. So I think I'll, obviously we've got the Arsenal game. I'll wait and see how that goes but I'll keep in mind that we could potentially move to that city because they have got good fixtures. One thing I'm pretty sure of, though, is in this team, obviously with Fabian and Cher, um, and even Trippier, I've got five transfers. The Newcastle fixtures aren't looking good, so I'm willing to definitely move those two out for a different two defensive options. Maybe it'll be Rhys James in this team too. We'll have to wait and see. That is everything for this episode so thank you very much for watching please do like and subscribe to the channel for more sun dream team content and if you're listening on spotify please do give us a follow on there as well and if you're looking for a bit more sun dream team content do check out the guys from dream team tonic podcast i'll leave a link in the description and i'll put it as the up next video so you can check it out there but thanks for watching and i'll see you on the next episode sports social podcast network